The Lessons Led podcast, sponsored by American Health Staffing Group, serves as a platform for highly successful leaders to impart their wisdom to current and emerging leaders, and in particular, healthcare leaders through stories, lived experiences, and lessons learned from a place of genuine authenticity and a desire to pay it forward. I'm your host, Keith Menace, and I'll be leveraging my over 30 years of experience in healthcare, human resources, and operations to engage, entertain, and educate the audience alongside my dynamic guests as they discuss hyper-relevant subject matter in the world of healthcare leadership. I'm excited this episode to introduce our guest, Brittany McGill, MSN, RN, CCRN. Brittany is the Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer at Norman Regional Health System. Brittany has been with Norman Regional Health System for the past 15 years. Brittany started as a nursing school student and believes in creating professional development and pipeline programs, such as the system's nursing extern and residency programs, OU College of Nursing Satellite School, and developing several tech to licensed clinician roles. Brittany has had responsibility over numerous clinical areas and leads teams towards achievement in centers of excellence throughout the Norman Regional Healthcare System. As a Leadership Norman graduate, a Norman Next 40 Under 40 Award recipient, an Oklahoma Magazine 40 Under 40 winner, and a Becker's Hospital Review Rising Star, Brittany fully understands the importance of developing uh, longstanding relationships. She has served on nonprofit boards that contribute to the citizens of the community she serves. Most have been healthcare related. Currently, Brittany serves as the immediate past board president for the Virtue Center, a local nonprofit offering addiction services. I am particularly love your philosophy on giving back to the community, Brittany. Brittany's uh, philosophy is through networking and partnerships, we're stronger together and together we can make a very positive impact on the community. Welcome to the Lessons Led podcast, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just delighted that you've selected me and and I'm honored and I'm just gracious that we're going to spend some time together kind of talking through the last several years. Well, the honor and uh, the thrill is all Mars. I really appreciate you're taking the time to join us on the Lessons Led podcast and Brittany, I, you know, will uh, typically start off with our podcast and our listeners love to hear just the, the talk to us a little bit about your healthcare journey and your journey into becoming a nurse. And I don't know that you and I've really ever had, had, you know, a deep dive conversation about, you know, at what point you decided to jump into the nursing profession and, and uh, in the career that you've had. Sure. So I will start with the fact that I did not grow up in Oklahoma. I grew up in North Dallas, and when it became time to tour universities and schools, I toured Norman and the University of Oklahoma, and people around here were so nice. They were so kind, and I was a little perplexed. What was this this world? And so I immediately felt welcomed and felt like this was a, a great place to be. So my high school had a career development pathway, and so I would spend my afternoons at that career development site, and I participated in the healthcare program there. So that's where we learned the basics, 
And at that point, um, I thought I was really interested in physical therapy and it allowed us to do clinical rotations. And I did a rotation through the neonatal intensive care unit. And I was like, this is it. So that is what kind of started my choice in going through the nursing program. And I went through OU's nursing program, their baccalaureate program, and started as a student, like you mentioned. Norman Regional had a nurse extern program, and I was selected and given that opportunity to be an extern in the neonatal intensive care unit. It was fantastic because once I graduated, the orientation really had been completed throughout that previous year. Yes, I was in a licensed role and I needed to complete those competencies, but a very smooth transition. And so that stuck with me. That extern program went away for several years, and it's one of the things that I brought back in my current role, and we'll probably touch on that later, but it is still very successful today. So while working in the neonatal intensive care unit, I went back to get my master's, and that is in nursing administration. And from there, I was kind of sought out from leadership within the health system to embark on a new accreditation program for the health system. And that was actually for the cardiovascular service line. So as you can imagine, it was eye-opening to go into a completely different specialty within the system to work in a programmatic perspective. Yes, it had clinical aspects, but it was very different from you know, bedside care. And we successfully achieved accreditation. And then from there, I was asked to lead our cardiac cath lab. After that, I was recruited to be the director of nursing at the Children's Center Rehabilitation Hospital in Oklahoma City. And then I was recruited back to Norman Regional to be their cardiovascular service line director. A few years after that, there were some leadership changes and I was asked to serve as the interim CNO alongside one of my director peers. And she and I did that in our director role for a year until I was finally given the permanent CNO position, which I've held for the past five years. So yes, I've been within the health system for the past 15 years. We've grown, we've evolved, we've adapted. And um, you mentioned about partnerships and relationships. And yes, that, I mean, those are key elements that have gotten us where we are today and, and they're key to make it through the healthcare industry into the future. I really appreciate uh, you know hearing the history and your your journey and all of the success that you've had and in particular the success with the programs on behalf of the patients and and families that you all um, serve and just and having accomplished the the accreditations I I just I can't help but think um, I'm thinking of your the, the characteristics that you know the leaders must have seen with within you but you know are there particular leaders that um, inspired you along the way or that you look to um, that have just, uh, you know, furthered your, uh, your, your career along the way, Brittany? Yes, I would say the characteristics that I aspire to would be the same professionally as personally. And it is one, those characteristics are high energy, the lean in engagement, those that are brave enough to say, I don't know how to do any of this, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out together. Those that can have kind of goofy moments of, yeah, we really messed that up, but it's okay. We're going to learn from it and we're going to move on. 
And so I, I live my personal life that way as well. And so I think that those characteristics and themes I, I've kind of picked up on throughout different people in my career. Well, and, and I do know this about you. You're certainly a hard charger. I think you, you must um, you know, leave the house at the crack of dawn and also uh, come, come home when the sun is going down sometimes. You are a hard, hard charger. I, I think, is that fair to say? That, that is fair to say, yes. <laughs> I, I like to keep um, my life pretty full that and I'm just I'm not a big sleeper so <laughs> I try to be productive well I'm glad to hear though that you take time out to take care of of yourself though and also being able to um, uh, not take yourself so seriously as well and try some things and leading teams through that because uh, it, it's a little bit of that you know failing forward and and we do need to to try some things and to to get some of those uh, certainly right I'm curious, Brittany, you led and led through one of the most difficult times in healthcare in the three decades that I've been in healthcare through the pandemic. And I just, I'm, I'm curious just to get a glimpse of, you know, what that was like for you and, and you and your teams leading through and, and now coming out on, on the other side of that as well. Sure. So it was extremely challenging no one knew what to do. We quickly stood up an incident command. And in Oklahoma, our experience with incident command had mostly been weather related. Here comes another tornado, let's set up incident command. And we have a process for that. But that same process wasn't plug and play to a pandemic. So we found ourselves many times sitting in a room with those large sticky notes put up on the wall. Okay, we have a problem. What are we going to do about it? We're going to assign that initiative and get back together. It was literally sun up to sundown working on how to do things. And I think I kind of coined the phrase through all of that, we're going to pivot. And I referenced that hysterical friends episode with Ross and Rachel trying to get that silly couch <laughs> up the stairs over and over again, because it was stressful enough. You needed to have a moment of pause where you could just take a breath and laugh. And I said, guys, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot. We're going to pivot. And so that's what we did. I will say that even in the most tense of times when energy would be um, so high that I found myself saying, guys, we're, we're just going to have to do it. You're going to have to trust me. And we're just going to have to do that. Um, lots of societies and organizations came out with recommendations and best practices. And then what we found is that they were contradicting one another. And so we had to kind of level set and say, what are we going to follow? We're going to follow CDC and move forward and we'll pivot later if we need to. And I think that a lot of that had to do with the relationships that were built. I mean, there was, I'm, I'm proud to say that we only had five days that we had to stop surgeries because of what was going on. And I remember that day very clearly because I had to call a neurosurgeon and um, they sometimes have personalities, right? And so I just <laughs> said, hey, it's, it's Brittany McGill. I'm sorry to say, but we're going to have to pull this trigger. And I'm going to tell you right now, I could be totally wrong. 
but in this moment, this is what I know. And this is what my heart is telling me to do. And if I'm wrong, you can tell me about it later. And I will, I will take it from you, (laughs) but this is, this is my recommendation. And, you know, he was like, oh, I totally get it. Whatever you say, thank you so much. I'll do it. And so, you know, that was the kind of spirit and attitude that we had throughout those, those several years. It's amazing. And, you know, I can't just, um, you know, think that having developed those relationships and those deep relationships and that level of and relationships built on trust and open, honest communication, you know, had to have served you all through, through that uh, period of time and what a difficult time. Lessons Led is brought to you by American Health Staffing Group, an industry leader in contingent workforce management solutions. Whether your healthcare facility is in need of an interim leader, staffing solution, MSP or technology to run your processes more effectively, we're here to serve your needs. HSG is known as one of the fastest growing, most trusted healthcare staffing firms in America. Recognized by independent industry publications such as Staffing Industry Analysts, Blue Pipes, Highway Hypodermics, Clearly Rated, and more, we're known for our unparalleled service and impact made for our candidates, clients, community, and beyond. So get in touch with us today. Visit our website, www.bahsg.com. There you'll find blogs, company information, career opportunities, and much more. Again, that's www.bahsg.com. Thank you for your support of Lessons Led, brought to you by American Health Staffing Group. And I, I know that we're we're still living through the the aftermath of this. It's it's not over, and I'm curious as as folks have you know talked about the great you know reflection and great resignation and the pandemic and now and post pandemic they you know we we like to from a you know debriefing perspective we like to get beyond the crisis but the crisis hasn't hasn't ended and it certainly hasn't ended uh in the area of of staffing and um and you know and, and the challenges and headwinds we're facing so talk to me a little bit about um this post so the speak pandemic period that we're living in right now, Brittany? Well, I think you're right. We call it the post pandemic. And I guess in my clinical mind, I'm waiting, where's the post endemic? When does it become level set? Or what is that new, new normal? And we don't have the answers to that, right? So we find ourselves continuing to pivot or evolve. I think that this post-pandemic world that we're living in is so much bigger than just healthcare. It is society. And so that's something we talk a lot about is this is what's going on outside of our system that's impacting our system when it comes to our people. And so lots of people have different stressors. They have different pressures. And we have to be, yes, consistent and standardized in our core values and methodologies, but how we apply those can be individualized to the person. And so that is just critically important to be able to listen, to be able to meet them where their needs are, and to still be fair and consistent, but personalize it. And that is, I think, the only way we're going to make it through. I love that. And I think about just, you know, having had an opportunity to 
study your your system now that your uh, your employees are not called staff and they're not called employees and or they're not called um, caregivers either they're healers and mm -hmm. and and I and healers need healing as well right and these are whole real people that are bringing themselves every day that are challenged with work and life and children and families and financial responsibilities, notwithstanding the challenges that we've had, uh, you know, as well as, as, as a country with uh, the current, um, you know, challenges from a financial perspective as well. But um, can you talk to me a little bit about just, you know, caring for the caregivers the, and how you go about that, the, the, the healers at Norman Regional Health System and, and providing that, that healing uh, you know, care to them as well. Sure. So that term healer was coined from our president and CEO who set the tone that it's just that no matter what your role is within this healthcare system, even though you may not have a direct connection to those patients, we are there to heal them. Our work is meaningful and it is connected to that healing process. And so how do we keep our team engaged and committed to that cause? It takes a village and it takes lots of different initiatives. You can have an entire menu of service offerings and people may pick and choose the ones that they want for that day. And the next day they may pick and choose, you know, something else. And that's okay. So we currently have a wellness team that we put together throughout the health system because we have and have had and are adding to lots of different offerings, but we're trying to pull it together and package it so that there is a one-stop shop for all those offerings. I think that, you know, the world is challenging enough and we even outside of our careers are pulled in different directions. Therefore, the support that we need is going to change. And so we want to be able to have just more than one program to offer the needs of, of our healers. That's outstanding. And I love hearing that. And, and really, again, having that, uh, you know, one, one stop shop and, you know, it's not a one size fits all and our employees, um, your healers, uh, or come to us with a, a multitude of, of challenges and, and life events they're, they're uh, working through and they need our support. Not, it's not eight to five and it just turns on and, and turns off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, as you talk about you know, programs, one of the things I've been most impressed with you, Brittany, is just is the work that you've been doing, intentional work in developing you know, programs to begin to address really from a grow your own strategy perspective and partnerships you've developed with uh, the University of Oklahoma Health Sciences Center and with other you know, healthcare uh, systems as well as uh, academic institutions. Can you talk to me a little bit about just some of the, you know, your philosophy behind this and what, what's driving that and some of the programs that you've, you've been successful with developing? Sure, I would love to. So when the pandemic hit, a lot of the schools shut down their clinical rotations. And it was, sorry, students, we're going to try to protect you and therefore we cannot offer these hands-on clinical experiences for you. Well, what we saw on the other end of that as the healthcare entity were students that were not ready to practice upon graduation. 
there was a major education deficit. So we had kind of a roundtable discussion with all of those schools to say, okay, you have challenges and so do we, and we each have barriers. How can we come together and make something that removes those barriers for both sides? So if you think about the pre-pandemic world, the academic section and the healthcare section were very separated and siloed doing their own thing. And there wasn't a whole lot of integration or crossover. And so if there were a blessing throughout all of this um, pandemic experience, it would be that we have been able to create these partnerships. So let me give you a specific example of that. The Oklahoma Board of Nursing allowed a waiver to occur during the pandemic in an effort to extend the staffing opportunities for healthcare entities. And so that waiver came out and our team got together and said, we don't want an immediate implementation of this that cannot be sustained post pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I set the expectation. We were going to take a moment, even though everything was so crazy to figure out how do we build something that we can continue when all of this goes away and that waiver drops off. And that is where our student nurse partner program was born. We partnered with several schools. We had to create a clinical affiliation agreement from scratch, but that's still in place today that would allow students to get their clinical hours within the healthcare facility. We would precept or shepherd them, if you will, through those clinical rotations so that they would get their hands-on experiences. They would get paid to do that. In addition, or in return, they would schedule as our employee and work as a patient care tech, which would give them more hands-on skills. But when they're in that tech role, they get to be fully immersed in the healthcare system and not worry about their academic assignments, their care plans that were you know, due. And what we learned from that is that when they would graduate and become licensed, we were able to safely reduce their orientation time. That reduction in orientation time paid for the upfront investment in their paid clinical rotations and shifts. And so as you might imagine, the schools found out about this and we found ourselves just executing agreement after agreement. I will tell you that the evaluations and the scores and the feedback from the students is incredible. And we've been able to retain several of those individuals because it was kind of like a year long interview. We gave them the opportunity to go to different areas. And so during that time, there was matching happening between the student and the unit. Um, it gave the units something to kind of compete over. So that was fun. We had, we had some good positive energy through that process as well. And it is what's most important to me, sustainable post-pandemic. And so that's just, you know, one of the pipeline examples that we've been able to create through, through partnerships. Amazing. I, I mean, I just, I was making several notes here and it just really uh, um, what you laid out truly a masterclass in, uh, in this new uh, workforce development partnership with academic healthcare systems, with workforce uh, divisions of the state, um, because they're also, you know, looking to uh, address this as well, and we're looking to them, but 
the partnership in this kind of trifecta that you pull, pulled together mm -hmm. with the partnerships, but the vision you had to not only develop this through the pandemic, so not just a, a crisis uh, you know, implementation program, but really you built sustainability and, uh, and are continuing that to this day. I am, um, you know, I, I can't, you know, tell you how, how impressed I am with that. That's and I uh, need to say, yes, I set the vision and I set the structure. We have an amazing team that, yep. you know, fires on all cylinders and executed, you know, all of the details to do this. And so I want to make sure that I've, you know, give credit to them. And we've, we've done things like this in other areas besides nursing. And I think that that is the wave of the future, right? Because the only way we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of this clinician deficit is to produce more. And this is one way you could go about doing that. And, and you're even, um, as I, you and I had briefly talked I heard you're even dipping into, I mean, at the elementary, the K through 12, you're um, starting some partnerships mm -hmm. with, uh, with local public school systems as well to introduce them to the profession of, of healthcare or healthcare professions. I, I, I know just a, a little bit about that. Can you talk a little more about that? Sure. So we um, at the health system have had a partnership with the local public schools for a long time. And in the elementary school realm, that program is called Kids Are Special People. So they have a field trip to the hospital and we do about 12 to 15 little scenarios. They get to see the cool paramedics and the ambulances. And then, you know, we do some gun violence training. We do the wash your hands, you know, where they, we turn out the lights and they get the little black light and the fun soap and so, you know, we, we do that at that level, right? So it's, it's age appropriate. And we've been doing that for a while, but one of our most recent initiatives is with Norman Public Schools. And we started just this August at healthcare internship program where they get to select their area of interest. And it may not be at the bedside. They may be interested in finance or human resources. And that's great. We have those departments inside the healthcare industry as well. And so we allow them to kind of pick and choose and it may result in, you know, that's really not what I thought. Great. Let's identify it before you go paying for these expensive college courses, thinking that that is the major you're interested in. And so that has gone very, very well. It is not a time burden on our team at all. And what we have found is that those team members actually enjoy teaching and getting to share about themselves and what they do. And it's also heartwarming, right? To be able to influence the, the future workforce. So that's been great. Um, our partnership with the OU College of Nursing and that satellite program is another example of some great successes. So the OU College of Nursing Dean, Dr. Julie Hoff, um, called me one day and, um, you know, just shared some of the barriers that they had on their side. And those barriers were around clinical faculty, having clinical rotation space, simulation space, didactic space. And I was like, oh, we could do all that for you. What do you, you know, what do you need from us? And that is where we came up with this satellite program. So they, those students 
get to use our academic facilities, the classrooms, the simulation spaces, and then they do all of their clinical rotations through the health system. And what's great about that is they get to learn all about the entire patient flow process because they're not just coming in for one rotation and then they go somewhere else. Like they're getting to see it all. We are a non-for-profit, we're also a public trust and we do a ton of community work. And in the baccalaureate program of the nursing school, there is a course on community healthcare. And so we already had several community offerings so that we met that need for them as well. There was um, the opportunity to share with the school some of the things that we were seeing in our patients so that they could update their material that they were teaching their students. And so we've been collaborating on that curriculum, which has been beneficial for us. And it's also given our healers the opportunity to be clinical instructors and shepherd those students throughout their own organization. So we started that officially in August of this year. We've got 24 students and it's interesting because the university is here in Norman. How many students don't want to drive to the city? They want to stay here (laughs) in Norman. And so we filled that class within six weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. And so we've got future plans about how to expand that, how to potentially add um, another semester. And so you think about, oh gosh, okay, what are we going to do with all those students? Well, my stellar team got back together and figured out, hey, we are currently offering 12-hour clinical slots. Well, within those 12-hour clinical slots, you have two hours of pre-conference and two hours of post-conference. So why do we have a 12-hour slot when they're just on the units for eight? Well, Mm -hmm. maybe instead of offering 12, we offer eight. And then guess what? We added a whole nother slot to every single day. So we could open up way more slots for other schools and other students. And so we had to have that conversation about we're going to get real student heavy, you guys. But everybody was like, hey, whatever we have to do to get ourselves out of this. And so it's... It's been a lot of creativity, but people are seeing the investment. They're seeing the results. That comes to mind. I mean, it's just, it's, it's inspirational and, and inspiring. And, and you even, you have a program around Inspire that has to do with the community. I just, uh, everything that you share is so much greater than um, being simply about Norman Regional Health System, right? It's about caring for the patients and families and the communities that you serve in Norman and well beyond uh, Norman throughout the state and beyond the state of Oklahoma as well. And, uh, but I, I, I want to uh, just have you touch on a little bit. It's it, you know, been fascinating to me to look at how progressive, how creative you all continue to be, but as it relates to being attentive to the community there with the Inspire uh, program as well. You're you're addressing behavioral mental uh, mental health services. You're addressing senior services as well, and and really revolutionizing the healthcare system uh, delivery model for the community of Norman. So that is something we've been passionate about for a long time. Is how can you integrate yourselves into the community? 
whether it's through bricks and mortar or it's through programming, if you can take care of the community in a proactive way, it reduces the acute crisis of having to come, you know, to the system. And so some of those examples, like you mentioned, is we're doing a joint venture with Oceans Healthcare to create a standalone behavioral health facility. We have a behavioral health unit today, and we know that it does not meet the needs of the community or the state for that matter. And so our team got to participate in every little design detail of this facility, knowing the type of patients that we see, knowing the type of trends that are occurring and knowing that we have not seen the full effect of the pandemic as it relates to behavioral health. And so we built that facility in such a way that you can do inpatient, outpatient, you can cohort different patient populations for safety reasons, but it gives you a ton of flexibility. If you have more geropsych patients that you need to care for, or you have more military PTSD type patients, it allows you to flex up or down with those various subpopulations. And so we're super excited about that endeavor. You talked about um, the Senior Wellness Center, which is a City of Norman project. We will participate in programming within that facility. And that building is actually going on what we call our health village site. And so another way to promote health and wellness. Norman Regional is participating in programming with the new WIFAC, the Young Family Athletic Center that is coming up. That will be more sports related. And we do have a very strong um, orthopedic and sports medicine program. We've recently added um, functional and preventative medicine to that service line as well. And so they will have a clinic there. And so the, the programming is in creation for, for that population as well. So those are just, you know, three examples of, of how we are trying to serve the system outside of the acute care hospital facility. It's, it's impressive. And I, uh, speaking of sports programs, I, uh, participated this past Wednesday in the Meals on Wheels uh, program my wife volunteers for in the Norman mm -hmm. community and, and had the opportunity to not only deliver meals, but a, uh, an ornament signed by Baker Mayfield as the, uh, as the ambassador for the That's Norman cool. uh, uh, Wheel, Meals on Wheels program. So again, uh, that also sponsored by Norman Regional Health System. So just we, to, we make that those and we package those and then we hand them off to the Meals on Wheels um, non-for-profit service and they take it from there. That's amazing and what a blessing it is to to mm -hmm. the community and to the seniors there as well but it again speaks to uh, healthcare is bigger than uh, the hospital or clinics it really is this ecosystem that we have to be you know wildly invested in and embraced uh, within. Let me um, wrap up with a question that I um, ask each of my uh, guests, and I uh, love just how you're paying it forward, your visionary leadership, some of the characteristics. Um, but for those uh, healthcare leaders out there, Brittany, and, um, and those emerging healthcare leaders or those that are um, considering one of your programs and getting in, into healthcare, you know, my mantra this year has become, I mean, healthcare needs you now more than ever, um, but I would love to have, you know, you speak to, to them and what, what words of, 
wisdom would you would you uh, impart to them? I think there's a few things I'd I'd like to share. Um, I had the pleasure of a, a pastor that would use a phrase over and over again, and he would say, "All blessings flow through relationships." And that sunk with me years ago, and I reflect on that a lot today. And I would also say, you know, to to future leaders that raise your hand and volunteer for things, even if you're not confident, because you will get so much experience, even if it's a huge flop and fail. I mean, as long as no one got hurt or injured, you learned something. There is always something to be gained from the best and the worst initiatives or, or rollouts. And so just be brave enough to volunteer. I mean, in, in healthcare, we have to execute, we have to perform, we have to do. And so the only way to get to that point is to be brave enough to raise your hand and, and try. I mean, there are so many things on a daily basis that <clears throat> I get asked about or involved in, and they're, they have nothing to do with what I'm supposed to be doing. But you know what? Somebody had a question and somebody needed something. And so you just act and you do, and right. you help fill that void or, or need for somebody. And I, I don't know. I just feel like that's what we should do is, is humans. And if you can handle it, there's no need to call somebody else or, you know, just, just do it. Just do it. And, and I, yeah. and I love that. And I, I think one of the terms that's concerned me, I continue to hear is that imposter syndrome that people are feeling like they're, 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 they're not worthy. They're not, you know, trained. They don't have enough experience or they, and, and to your point, you know, we need to de demystify that and, and put that aside and, and just say, you know, jump in and bring your whole self. Um, uh, but as it relates to healthcare, because we we need you. We need we need your questions. We need your inquisitive, you know, uh, inquisitive nature and uh, and your willingness uh, to jump in. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up because I could end up talking to you the rest of this Friday. But uh, I will. I know you're very busy and you've got lots going on. I can't thank you enough, Brittany, for sharing uh, your uh, your experience, uh, your leadership, your successes that you've had. And the challenges that you uh, have have continued to place uh, upon the healthcare potential, you know, leaders and leaders of tomorrow. Uh, we're going to wrap up at this point. We want to thank American Health Staffing Group for sponsoring. Brittany, how can folks get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you and connect with you and some of the programs? What's the best way to connect with you? Sure, I email me. That email address is b mcgill m c g i l l at nrh-ok.com. I'd be happy to help. And could I reach out to you also through LinkedIn or you? Oh, um, yes. We get, get through you through LinkedIn and also through the Lessons Left podcast. We'll have your information you know, posted there uh, as well so that our listeners can reach out and listen to you. Well, this has been one of the uh, you know best uh, of my podcasts. And I really appreciate your spending time with us, Brittany. Thank you so much for all you do. And again, uh, healthcare needs you now more than ever. And so we thank you for your leadership, uh, your clinical leadership and your leadership in healthcare. Thank you guys so much.